On today's episode, we had Dixie Clark. She is a spiritual counselor and wow, her explanations on forgiveness, intention, expansion, all these words that you hear all the time from spiritual people, she nailed it on how that feels, what it means, and even some practices to add into your life. Yeah, it was really expanding in those ways and the fun of learning from people ways to look at things that are simple and easy and Dixie made it just so easy. Um, she's well trained in many areas and yes. she really brought in some concepts and even about clearing and the different things that we look at inside ourselves that we take responsibility for that really have nothing to do with us. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So you know, she's part of the movement of inner or movement of spiritual inner awareness, MSIA, which my mom and I are also part of. So she's just, yeah, she's just wealth of knowledge. It was a conscious conversation that we're so excited for you listeners to hear. So grab your earbuds and take a listen. Welcome to the Magical Holistic Healing Arts Podcast, where you learn how to raise your vibe, explore your magic, and embody your authentic power. I'm Lynn Hicks. I'm Erica Hicks. And we're the mother-daughter duo inspiring transformation through holistic lifestyle and conscious living. We bring water to the conversation because no one else is. We know hydrogen-rich water is the key to longevity and vitality. Life's about flowing, so this is the easiest way to upgrade your health and mindset. High Vibe Water. Join our revolution and new paradigm biz at the magical holistic healing arts podcast.wordpress.com. Cheers. Hydrate your life with us. Today we welcome Dixie Clark, who is a spiritual counselor as well as part of a movement that we're in, the MSIA. So we're going to just let Dixie explain to us what is your magical art? Well, that's a, a big question. <laughs> My, I guess my magical art um, is when I have my heart open and connect to spirit and listen to whatever guidance I get from that. So whether it's in my personal life, um, I get the magic when I open my heart and listen to spirit. And when I'm with a client or in class, it's the same thing. When I um, am, am centered in, in who I am, my heart open, and I receive guidance as far as what our next step is for um, the session or the, the class itself. And so when, when I do that and when the clients do that or the students do that, you know, with the heart open and really open to receive, that's to me when the magic happens, when we're in our loving and when we're um, open to forgiving ourselves for judgments and open to accepting all of who we are. Um, and really align on all levels, that's when the magic happens. So I'm, I'm like a facilitator, I guess, a facilitator of uh, spirit and inspiration um, to, help, to help others who um, are open to receive that. I love that. You know, I think it's important that people realize that being open and receiving and kind of being a vessel often, we don't have to figure things out all the time on our own. Um, and so how do you support your clients? And you said classes and groups, so maybe share a little bit more on that. 
Sure. So I um, am a, a psychotherapist and a licensed counselor and also um, have a doctorate in spiritual science. So that's really the umbrella is the, the spirituality, bringing that into the sessions, whether um, people are, are spiritual or not, that's really, I, I don't push them on that or, or push my beliefs on it, but I hold that light for in the session, whether we ever talk about God doesn't matter because um, I call in the light and hold that. And, and it's really more about bringing in the loving. So, which people can relate to whether they're spiritual or religious, you know, people relate to bringing in the loving and open to that because most people know when they're in their loving and when they're not, and when they're in judgment. And so the sessions that I do uh, really depend on what the, the client needs. It might be some work on uh, trauma that happened a long time ago that they're still carrying that reaction. It could be um, changing beliefs that are limiting them and keeping them from moving forward. Could be an aura balance, which is um, working with the energy field to clear um, distortions and, and judgments on, on different levels. Um, and in classes, um, right now I'm doing a couple of classes and one is on um, releasing patterns of abandoning yourself. I think, um, especially as women, we can get into that pattern of, of not speaking up or putting other needs, people's needs before ours or um, not allowing, uh, not wanting conflict. And so there's a lot of subtle and not so subtle ways that we can abandon ourselves and, and move out of our center and move away from our loving. So that's one class that I'm doing now. And, and the other class is on moving through life's transitions, um, the journey of transformation. So it's looking at the transitions that you're in in life, whether it's um, a death or a divorce or pending one of those, um, health issues, uh, job change. It's looking at it through um, the eyes of our earthly form, the ego, and also through the eyes of the soul um, and answering different questions e each week. Like one is, who am I? So it's like the ego during these transitions asks, who am I without this person? Who am I um, if I'm not a mom full-time to my kids after they leave? Who am I now that I'm retired? Um, who am I if I've let go of this addiction? You know, I don't know who I am. And yet when the soul answers that, well, I am divine and I'm loving and I'm here to bring the loving, the soul knows exactly the perfection of it all. So each week has a, a different theme or a question. Another one is, am I safe? Am I safe if these people or situations aren't here anymore? Um, and the soul knows, of course, of course we're safe. You know, the, the safety comes from inside of us and our connection to spirit. So I guess overall what, what my um, job is or my, how I facilitate is um, helping to bring the, the spiritual aspect or the loving aspect into the, the earthly situations that we're involved in or the earthly shenanigans that come towards us that we have no, no understanding what is happening here. So it's really opening up to um, uh, dealing with things on a higher level and releasing the um, um, 
belief, the, the triggers, the reactions, the negativity that we can get caught up in on this level. You're really addressing some of the key things of like judgment, abandonment, you know, these are, you know, big words and we have a lot of stuff that's inside us. That's kind of really weird. That's not much to do with anything, but um, how do you find that forgiveness is a support? Because to me, it's one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves yet. Many people don't realize the power of this tool or how to perhaps use it properly. That's a great question. I think, I think oftentimes when people think of forgiveness, they think of um, forgiving someone who's done them wrong. And um, they're oftentimes not ready to do that yet because of the hurt or the wounding that they might feel. But to me, the, the more important aspect of uh, forgiveness is forgiving ourselves for the judgments that we hold against ourselves or the beliefs, the limiting beliefs that we get caught up in. And I think what happens is that we have um, situations that happen growing up and we don't have the capacity to know what's going on when we're little. And so we misinterpret a lot of things. And when they're, uh, uh, because we don't understand why this is happening, why are they mean to us? Why are they doing this? why um, is my friend ignoring me? We don't, we don't have the capacity on that. So in order to um, make sense of it, we're, we're designed as humans to um, need a reason for things happening. And if there is no reason, if, if the adults don't explain why this is happening, why these bad things happen, or these confusing things happen, we often make it our fault. Well, it must be me. I must be responsible. I did something wrong. I'm not lovable. And so all of these distortions or um, misinterpretations of these situations get into our brain and our neurology as beliefs. And so what we decided when we were three or five or even younger um, gets carried in our nervous system and, and triggered, even though we're with these wise adults now, it gets triggered um, when something very similar happens, like a, a, what we interpret as a rejection. That three-year-old comes up, well, it was my fault. I did something wrong. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Starts running through. And so the judgment or the self-forgiveness comes with um, um, forgiving yourself for believing that you're not enough, forgiving yourself for uh, believing that if someone's angry, it's because it's your fault. And so it's um, the process is, you know, really listening to what somebody is saying in, in a situation or in a session and, and inviting them to do some self-forgiveness. And, and the format that I use or that I learned, and I think the two of you did as well in, this, in our movement, is I forgive myself for believing that and then whatever the, ju- the belief is, like I'm not enough or there's something wrong with me. Or I forgive myself for judging myself for making a mistake. Or I forgive myself for judging myself because I got so angry and lashed out. So it's forgiving those, um, not the behavior, but it's forgiving ourselves for judging what we did or didn't do. Um, and so it starts to clear that old, those, those self-forgiveness statements 
um, what it does is it aligns all levels of our consciousness. So our consciousness recognizes the um, judgment. And so it says the, the belief statement. And then that sends information to our unconscious or the basic self, as we call it, um, that it's safe to let this go. It's safe to let this go. And then it gives permission to our high self and spirit to bring in the higher vibrations to start to deconstruct that. So it starts to open it up a little bit. And the more we do those self-forgiveness statements with, with loving is even better, not just saying the words, all that, though that's helpful, but saying it with loving and really bringing compassion into um, that time and place who we were. We were doing the best thing that we knew how to do at the time. Um, and just forgiving ourselves is it creates such freedom and, and acceptance of, you know, I'm here on this level to learn. And I started out by learning who I'm not. And now I'm, I'm opening up to who learning to who I am. And from what I know and my own experience, um, self-forgiveness is a big part of that freedom and opening up to um, really your authenticity and being willing to risk and being willing to be who you are. Yeah, that was explained so well. I'm just thinking of like, you could be your own spiritual counselor if you just forgave yourself every day. Like you said, I know, right? <laughs> a self-forgiveness practice every day, even what we've judged ourselves for that day, it would be uh, amazing the energy that's released. Yeah, I do too. And I, I really think it was an excellent, like Erica said, explanation, because we often think forgiveness has to do with others. And mm -hmm. as we have all found, it's really a lot of things that we have inside that we don't even, we're not even aware of and didn't have the um, capacity to really understand. And it's an easy, fun little way to release energy and open up. So like you said, that realignment. And, and, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that um, many people have difficulty even saying the words because they don't believe that they're worthy of forgiving themselves. I'm not, you know, when, once you get underneath that. Um, so even that is an excellent self-forgiveness statement is I forgive myself for believing I'm not worthy of forgiveness. You know, um, that I deserve this feeling, this guilt, or I deserve feeling bad because inherently I'm not worthy of love. And so even start, you know, starting with whatever's coming up and, and no matter how crazy the phrase sounds, um, say it anyway, because it's that younger part of us who didn't maybe have the words or didn't know how to put the words together that's holding on to it. So um and it, and it does come up with some crazy stuff, like you said, Lynn, because it's from the unconscious, which is um, just throwing stuff out there that we've been holding on to. And it comes forward when it's time to look at it and let it go. So it doesn't always make sense what comes forward. Um, but there's, there's some reason that it came forward at this time. So looking at it and, and forgiving yourself for those judgments is very healing. Yeah, I mean, I have a situation where I didn't have renter's insurance and my whole apartment flooded and I really felt like, yeah, I needed to forgive myself for that, for that mistake, yes. for that yes. um, 
situation that happened luckily we didn't lose a lot of things or a lot of money or anything but it you know it could have been real worse and I just am like thinking of all the things that people could just stack up in their lives if they don't take that moment to really like forgive yourself and I feel as if like when you forgive yourself it's easier to also forgive others I don't know if that's what you found Dixie but it's yes, just like yes yeah, it's just such an easy tool for people to use because, yeah, the more we stack that up, then the, the mm -hmm. less we feel worthy probably of everything else to receive. That's a good one. I, I should have done this. That's a good, you know, like your example. I should have done this. I can't believe I didn't do this. I should have known better. Those shoulds are a great, a great um, reference point that there's probably a judgment there somewhere. Um, but it, it is, I mean, we can carry it on a, an unconscious level. And, and I think it was just yesterday, I cleared something from um, when I was a teenager that I was judging myself, carrying it, didn't even realize it because it seemed like such a small thing now, but it was a huge thing then, didn't realize I still was carrying it. So, you know, it can, we can carry it for decades without even realizing it. And then it comes out strangely, like you said, Lynn, well, here it is <laughs> something that happened years, years and years ago. But I, I do agree with you, Erica, that when we hold a lot of judgment of ourselves, that we have more of a tendency to judge other people. And when we are compassionate and accepting of who we are and what we do, um, we ex we're more apt to extend that to other people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I have an example too where <laughs> I don't know. We I can go days with examples, I <laughs> But what, what was interesting to me as you were saying these beliefs is um, being someone who's an initiator and, you know, gets involved yeah. in projects. Before other people, a lot of people are like, you're crazy. When I was in the green movement, like, they'll never do that. Or builders are never buying, you know. And I would always hold like, hmm. And what I thought of the other day, what I cleared was I had this, you know, then your ego, as you were saying, gets involved. So I was like, oh, I'm initiator. Initiators never have big tribes. They're always ahead of others. And it was really my ego because I was wondering why is this not expanding or whatever my question was. And then my mind along the way from all these, you know, being an initiator and in newer projects created this belief that I'll never have a big tribe, that I jump out of things before when everyone jumps in, then I'm on to the next. And it was really quite an expression of ego. Um, but I never looked at it that way before. Before it was kind of like an explanation to myself so I wouldn't feel bad um, but that very belief and that very story ends up locking you into other things. Mm -hmm. And I really saw that pattern like, wow, what, how dumb is that to believe in those things? Mm -hmm. You know, and that now that hinders me at the moment when my ego was hurt or I couldn't move forward and I made up those beliefs. Um, maybe it soothed me for a moment, but here mm -hmm. way later... It, it's creating a limitation. And, and that's so powerful when you are willing to be honest with yourself and, and look at, well, my ego was out of balance here. I have a strong ego and that's a great thing, but it's also good to look at when it's a little out of balance 
So um, that honesty, being really willing to look at ourselves and our, our motivations for doing and saying things, they're often not pretty, you know, we're often full of ego or full of self-doubt and it comes out sideways or uh, we make up stuff trying to get through the situation or so that people will see us in a certain way and coming to that point of, you know, I'm ready to let that go and just be honest and look at, you know, what, what are my becauses here? What, you know, I'm doing this because um, I, I, I was in my ego. I was feeling a little arrogant at that time, or I was insecure, whatever it might be then you can start to deal with that. Um, but it's hard to deal with it if you're just looking at the, the surface thing and trying and just dismissing it. Um, but people get to a point where um, they're ready to start to go deeper and be more honest with themselves first. And it's not always comfortable, but deny, denying and avoiding isn't comfortable either. So at least this way we're opening up to um, the magic, you know, there's magic when we're honest with ourselves, I think. Yeah, perfect. That's yeah. well said. And you know what, I think that's all the whole thing, you know, it does come up at the right time. It's not like I dug back. No. And I'm like overviewing <laughs> my life. I was right. like, huh, you know, I it kind yeah. of it when it comes present, it's easy to deal with and look at because you're mature enough or your consciousness or your being is ready to expand. And right. so for me, it was easy to go, you know what, I can see where it supported me at one time in pain or whatever, which is like you're saying all this forgiveness. When we made these judgments or these ideas, at that mm -hmm. moment, it, it was a good self-protection but if you want to continue to expand and grow consciously, you know, it'll come up again and you won't be so locked in. So yeah. it was a lot easier for me to forgive myself and be like, hey, you know what? That worked for a while, but now it's not. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because I think um, those automatic reactions that we have that um, got programmed in a long time ago, um, can control us, that negativity can, can control us or those past situations can control us. And so when we do self-forgiveness or when we add another option, you know, I don't have to react in anger here. Um, I could look at it from the other person's point of view or whatever it might be. It's not about taking away options, it's about adding options that might be on a higher level or fit who you are today as opposed to when you decided that a long time ago yeah and you know what else too i think like we we're forever in this process so yes. it's almost good when something comes up like that or you get to face some of your beliefs because you're ready and this is a continuous journey <laughs> um somehow we think we land somewhere and we're like in fluff forever i um, know right where's the bliss <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it's not, and it's kind of fun because you can see these little weird ways that you have built yourself. For me, I find it enjoyable, and it's like, aha, you know, and that this journey is all about this. And yes. it, it can be fun to go through the forgiveness and to look at our pieces versus deep, dark, I don't know, you know don't you think? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I yeah. 
yeah, it can, I know, I think we all need that reminder to yeah. lighten up and realize that, yeah, this, this is a school, earth school yeah, for yeah. us all, and we all chose to be here for this certain time, and to just, yeah, I think, forgive yourself, and be light on yourself, and just know, like, it's all divine timing, no matter what. So. Yeah, yeah. When we involve spirit in this, when we call in the light, or, or say a prayer, or whatever, it is for each person, even if it's I'm I'm open to bringing in the loving, if they're not spiritual, then it's um and say whatever's for my highest good here. I ask that whatever's for my highest good come forward. Then we can trust that whatever's for our highest good comes forward and nothing else. That nothing that we're not ready to deal with comes forward. So I I say that in sessions so that clients, I mean, not only so that we have that energy in our session of spirit is then it's like clearing on, on steroids, you know, because then it's, um, but only what they're ready to deal with and, and release at that time. Um, so that we know we don't, we're not in this alone. We don't have to do this alone, that there's, um, a greater consciousness or uh, wiser than me operating here. Um, and I guess learning to trust that is the, sometimes the hardest thing yeah the highest good uh set of words i think is really important in prayer or intentions or anything because it really does give that um like like expectation i don't know it gives like this i'm not sure what i'm trying to say but it's it allows for whatever to happen to happen and to almost yes. give that permission, I guess, to yes. whether it be the thing you wanted to happen or the thing that you absolutely didn't want to happen. It yes. is that like faith and safety in a way of that it's the highest good. You know, like I love the mantra, everything is working out for me. So I feel like the highest good is kind of like that same oh, type I love of that. vibe. Yeah, yeah. I think that is such a, a powerful way to go through life, to have an intention that you have every day, whether it's the same one or if it's an intention that you have for um, a situation. Um, but the intentions, such as what you said, or uh, I have the intention to uh, stay in my loving throughout the day, no matter what, or uh, my intention is to believe in myself, no matter what, or whatever it might be, it's different than a goal. An intention is more, uh, it's um, from, a soul, from a, a soul quality that we're bringing forward um, that, that helps us to be expansive, to be beyond who we are in this moment. It keeps us expanding. And when we set an intention, it helps to um, align all levels inside of us and really activate the spiritual team that's here for us so that all, everybody's working towards this intention and then it starts to take on a, a life of its own. And so we're living the intention without even realizing it. So, yeah, I love I love setting intentions and living them. Yeah, you explained that beautifully. Mm -hmm. I had like chills. Like <laughs> I never heard the intention and intention explained like that, that I 
you're making me want to set one every day now. Like, yes, I want let's to... do. Let's do. Let's <laughs> yes. set an intention to set an intention. Yes. Yes. I mean, just hearing the fact that it kind of calls in your guides and it, it just brings in that extra umph, that extra energy in this quantum field that we're in just sounded mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, why aren't we doing that every day? And having that yes. extra power, that extra magic with us and expanding. I mean, the word expanding is just... we so exciting to me and we all should mm -hmm. be expanding every day however form that is and a simple way to do that is set an intention set intention yes mm -hmm. yes <laughs> and i like how you said expanding um i was listening to something the other day and it was saying the plan here is to just expand like that's all the real plan is and then we get that choice of what way we want to expand or where we're going to go but really that's all this experience is about is yes expansion and that is the plan and i loved that because it really gives a lot of freedom and it lets you know as long as you're expanding you're working your plan you're mm -hmm. working this life you're working yeah, your ideas and it's not a scary thing like oh what's the plan <laughs> Yeah, it, and it can be really as um, simple as uh, learning to love and accept yourself. That's the highest expansion, you know? I love and accept myself. That That's an expansion. That's a very powerful intention. And you're right that um, I think we have different ideas. We can get caught up in our expectations of what expansion will be. And when I'm expanded, that means that... Um, I'll hear the angels singing and, and, you know, highly attuned all the time. I'll be walking around in the God realms and, um, you know, that sounds great. However, um, oftentimes expansion in a situation means being able to change your perception of it. And so that you move into an acceptance instead of resistance. I mean, sometimes the uh, expansion takes very tiny forms but it's it's huge on because we are so multi-dimensional that we may not see the expansion on the physical level but it's it inside of us we're we're growing spiritually and and expanding in that way um so each one is a, a building that foundation for um greater expansion into spirit and into the loving yeah yeah expansion can be change of perspective so true so true or letting go of something that you've been a, a grudge that you've been hanging on to for years you decide i'm done you know it's time i'm done and you know that's an expansion because that those types of things that we hold on to keep us stuck keep us stuck in the past and um constricted and smaller than who we are yeah yep yeah exactly keeping us small and not that light or that big energy that we all carry that's inside yeah. of us that it doesn't allow for that yeah mm -hmm. well i'm loving this conversation <laughs> yeah this is fun <laughs> it is um so yeah so i guess I'm, I'm just curious dixie of like how spirit came into your life or what what made you want to like help people in this way was there like a specific moment or you just like started studying in school and just loved the spiritual science how how it started was i knew in college i wanted to be a counselor um and 
So I studied for that and then got my master's in counseling. And when I started out, it was, you know, pretty traditional stuff. Um, but I, I didn't, I wanted to know the how to, how can I help somebody get from where they're at to where they want to go besides just talking about it? Not that there's not a play, time and place definitely for uh, the catharsis of talking and to be able to do that. But I just felt there was something more that I wanted to add. So I started um, doing NLP training and um, different mind body techniques the past um, 35 years and, um, you know, learned about energy work and, and healing uh, beliefs and uh, trauma. And then um, I can't remember when it was back in the nineties, I think there was a, and I can't remember what the, there was something on a license plate that um, it was just like, let go or, or something, but it, it kind of triggered something in me. And I, I started um, on this spiritual quest and looking at different modalities and, um, or practices and, and found, um, uh, the movement of spiritual inner awareness, which is our, our group and got involved in that. And, um, so then it was the more that I was getting filled up spiritually, then the more it came into, um, the clients and sessions and, so as I was transforming, then the work that I did or do was transforming. And so there was um, uh, a class called the Masters of Spiritual Science in the MSIA. And so um, I took that and then in here in Boulder, and then there was a doctorate of spiritual science, which basically is about um, um, clearing all the stuff that we've been carrying or clearing a lot of the things that we've been carrying all these years and really bringing spirit into our everyday life. So it's, it's a practical spirituality. So how do you make this work in your, when you're living here on earth? And so learned a lot of tools with that, a lot of clearing. And um, so then, then I graduated with, with that um, several years ago. Um, Reader's Doc just condensed version of my spiritual trip. Anyway, been many, many lifetimes in the making. Yes. Well, and I like the clearing um, aspect and how you're saying that because it really is about clearing you know, just stuff that we've picked yes. up so much along the way. And, and it, it's not like you have to be attached or, as you said, tell your story, although they have their places. A lot of it's just nonsense. And I think one thing I learned most about the MSIA is just, you know what, clear it and be done. It, it's not about the story. You don't need to engage. You don't need to get mental. Certainly those things come in and at times they're pertinent, but generally it's kind of like, oh, done with that, done with that, done with that. And I loved the lightness again, as Erica said, to it all, instead of this deep, dark, you know, many people want to go through and there's many ways to clear paths and go forward. Right. Right. And I like the fun <laughs> and the lightness because it just makes you love yourself more. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like, I mean, Dixie, obviously, I mean, I know you know this, but for like our listeners, is a spiritual practice like really important for your life? I mean, would, would you say, what's your opinion on that? Uh, yes, I would say that it, it is um, 
the most important thing in my life because if I am out of balance with that, then everything else is out of balance for me. So if I'm not attuned to spirit throughout the day and have my heart open, then it, the day pretty much sucks because I don't know if that's okay to say, but it really does. And so um, that's my focus is to make sure I'm, I'm connected to spirit and, and start each day with the meditation or the spiritual exercises that we do and um, call in the light before each session in class and um, throughout the day. Yeah, I've been playing with that too, because I mean, we, everyone lives such a hectic life. You definitely have to make time for your spirituality or your spiritual practice. And mm -hmm. so, um, I agree. Like, I just feel more expanded, more open, more mm -hmm. compassionate when I connect to my higher self for that, you know, within, yeah. um, in the morning before you even like get to be thrown off of your, right. you know, right. <laughs> your energy. And uh, remind me to say something about clearing in a minute, but I wanted to say something about, uh, talk about what you were saying, Erica, is that I had a, a spiritual teacher, I have one by the name of Robert Waterman, and he talked about that if you're on a spiritual path, that to look at what is your priority during the day or what is your priority in life, and in order to be in balance, it's um, God, self, family, career. And if you're feeling out of balance, if you're feeling stuck, look at what are you making your priority? And if you're making um, your career your priority and not bringing um, spirit or God into it, coming you know top down into your career, um, you're going to be out of balance eventually. And so that's a good one for me to remember is to, you know, where's my focus here? And if it's doing something with my career, with my job, it real, I have found I really can't just do it from the ego or mental level anymore. It just doesn't work. It has to come from inspiration from spirit and be guided by spirit and in the light um, or it's just not fulfilling and it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's a great little yes yeah, stack for people to hear, yeah. especially if they're feeling unbalanced or stuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. And I think, you know, that's where we're actually going in this expansion. And as we move mm -hmm. forward is to really try to connect all those things and integrate them because they're not separate. They're all happening. We're already moving in all these inner awarenesses. And when you can be aware of that and work them together to support you, that's when you get that bigger support. Mm -hmm. You've talked about this before in other podcasts, but the clearing can also mean um, energy that we've taken on from other people and are, and are carrying that. And oftentimes we're not even aware of it, that we're feeling um, angry or negativity, negativity or anxiety or panic. And it's not even ours that we've taken it on from other people out of our um, over responsibility or our fear of what happens if they get angry, then we can, that's an opening in our aura to take that on. So the clearing often involves just uh, helping people release what they've taken on from other other people or the environment or. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because we did a great podcast on being empaths. Um, but, you know, every one of us is really we're all one field and we're connected. And I think often that's one of the hardest uh 
understandings that you can really bring into your daily practice to support you is to realize a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with you personally. And we go at it and beat ourselves up and destroy our self-worth or bring our self-esteem down. And it really has nothing to do with us, our life or whatever. And as you said, maybe we're around someone angry, it makes us uncomfortable. So we're trying to balance and, you know, get every the environment smooth and we take that on and it can hinder us and, and really kind of wreak havoc. So thank you for bringing that forward as an idea. Sure. Yeah. Well, where can people find you, Dixie, to work with you? My website is um, uh, www.dixieclark.com, dixieclark.com. And um, so if you go on there, you can read more about what I do and the classes, descriptions, and the descriptions of um, what's involved in soul-centered counseling and aura balancing and um, how to, how to, reach me through email and phone is on there so that works yeah great great well we end each episode asking our interviewers um if they have any last nuggets to share with our listeners so dixie what's your last nugget today you know um as simple as this is it's really what we're here to do and that is just let's all um, have our intention to love and accept ourselves and to uh, trust that God's got us. Simple, yes. but beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. This was fun. We had fun. <laughs> the episode isn't quite over yet, listeners. Or YouTubers. If you haven't given us a like, subscribed, left us a review, or commented on any platform, we would really appreciate you showing us some love here at the Magical Holistic Healing Arts. Remember, hang in water and our grab bag for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and stay vibrant out there.